Startup Life, Entrepreneurship, Innovation. Welcome to the Started at KBC podcast. Hello, my name is Magali Deux. I'm tech blogger and community manager for Started at KBC. Today, I'll be interviewing Koen Schrever and Peter Jan Brone at Started at KBC. Koen combines the job at Bolero with his responsibilities towards the KBC Started Fund, and Peter Jan is blockchain developer at the blockchain developing startup Settlement. Together, we'll be talking about what happens after funding and the next steps. Hello, guys. Peter Jan, can you tell me about the steps Settlement took right after it raised seed capital? So we uh, raised seed capital, uh, seed capital sorry, uh, two years ago. Uh, one of the first things we did was we focused on the product. So we have a core technology called Mint. Um, we made sure that we fully developed it so it could be um, taken into production and actually could start bringing in some cash. Um, the second thing we did was we focused on uh, sales channels in the Middle East, um, which took a lot of effort and time to have uh, foot in the door, local presences. So we basically spend a lot of time on uh, development of the product and time on the road, basically. Were there any challenges during that process you would like to share with us? Um, one of the main challenges was um, keeping to our roadmap. So of course, to uh, receive an initial investment, you have to uh, be prepared to uh, face the investors, uh, draw out a fully fledged roadmap. And one of the main challenges was to not get too excited, uh, not go on a hiring spree, but really focus on the product, nail that down. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kuhn, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the most common mistakes or pitfalls for startups that have just raised money. Well, I, th I think um, startups have one advantage. They're very, very optimistic in the beginning. Uh, but what very often happens is that um, when they have the money, they have, of course, uh, start to hire uh, hiring people. And often that doesn't go as smooth as they expect it to be. Uh, and normally they don't see the problem because they say, okay, we don't hire the people, but you know, we're still, we don't get to our revenue budget, but we're also not at our cost uh, budget, which is right and say, but you're losing time. And that's, that's a very common mistake. Very often you see startups really underestimating the importance of hiring really good people from the beginning uh, so that you can really start generating your business. And um, that's really that's really key to me. Uh, like hire fast and fire fast? Uh, definitely. Yeah, if, if you find the right people, hire them immediately. But I think one key issue, especially for developers, ICT profilers, they're almost impossible to find. And, and that's really a struggle. Not only in Belgium, but I think in, in general in Europe or everywhere. Almost. Due to a lack of talent or? Not a lack of talent, but there's so many people requested uh, on all sides. So everybody is, is looking for right people. So it's, that's really very difficult. And how can we tackle this challenge? Oh, I think the education, of course, is, is very important. There are long-term uh, solutions uh, by getting more people attracted to, to ICT, which is already the case. Uh, but it's also a market which is developing extremely, <clears throat> extremely uh, rapidly. Uh, so I think it will remain a pain for quite a while. Okay, maybe some other challenges or mistakes, pitfalls startups typically make when they've just raised money? Well, I, I think one of the key issues is having clear and open communication towards all your stakeholders, it be uh, employees, customers, uh, and so on and so on, also your investors. Uh, be open, be as transparent as needed. Be optimistic, of course. Don't, don't forget your optimism. Don't lose your optimism. Uh, but be clear and transparent. And that helps you mostly, uh, helps you 
most rapidly forward. Okay, Petrian, tell me how did that work out for settlement? The transparency and the you know the optimism. Well, I actually totally uh, agree with Kun on uh, almost all the points he just uh, brought up. Um, one of the things we do at settlement um, in terms of transparency is we have bi-monthly meetings where we get insights into everything, into um, the finance sheets. Um, also, we have all our documents on Google Drive. Um, there's not a lot of permission levels. Settlement is really um, a horizontally built um, structure. So there's not a lot of secrets. We talk a lot. We're still a relatively small team. We're only 20 people um, based in Dubai and Leuven. But that also means that uh, during off time, um, I get a chance and everybody gets a chance to talk with everybody in the organization. So um, a lot is being said, everything is being shared and um, transparency throughout at settlement. Okay, and Kun, um, how do you believe startups can uh, get their priorities in order uh, right after fundraising? What are the first steps they should be should be taking? Oh, I, I think work as a team is of course key and also team, not only the people really doing the day-to-day -day actual job, but really the team with your investors, with your pilot customers and so on and so on. Uh, keep a focus, which is of course very very obvious. Uh, you you tend to lose focus or try to uh, get as much business as you can, uh, but really focusing and really getting the first things in order uh, that should be the priority. Uh, I think. Yeah. Do you think uh, Belgian startups are doing it the right way now? Uh, I think so. If if we look at uh, at the European perspective, I think in general the the quality of the people and and the idea and the technology behind it is is very good in general. We must admit that uh, although this has improved a little bit, but in the past we are not been that strong in, in selling and marketing things. You know, we're we very modest and we try to do a lot of things under the radar and we're not going to sell a product if we're not really 100% sure that it really works. And and that's also a common mistake. Uh, if, if you are convinced that you will be able to manage something and build it in time, then sell it. I mean, just sell it uh, because uh, paying customers is, is really what you need. If I can just pick in on that, uh, I think actually what you just said is one of the major pitfalls after uh, receiving uh, fundraising because uh, I think Belgium startups tend to uh, undersell or undervalue their own product just to get their brand out there. And I think that is really dangerous because um, they, they start uh, cutting in cost or in, in, in selling price of the, of the product. And then you're stuck basically. So you're, you're giving away your money, uh, your, your product for half of uh, the money it's worth. And I feel that's one of the biggest pitfalls of uh, Belgian startups, at least. Yes, and another pitfall, uh, I mean, after raising capital, hyper, hyper growth can be, can be one too, you know, because startups wanted to, you know, startups want, want to grow faster and faster and eventually end up burning themselves. How do you guys believe startups can actually resist this? At uh, Settlement, uh, one thing we definitely do is we, uh, we hire out of necessity. So instead of going on a hiring spree and trying to look for talent and attracting all that talent uh, as much as you can, we hire out of necessity and we scale up our, um, our teams um, uh, each at a time. So we don't, we're not going to go scale up the development team to 20 people if sales can't keep up selling the product. So we just look, okay, which team uh, has a need for new members and then we go hire those um, profiles and not just go, uh, go out and get everything we can. I think hyper growth is a luxury problem. And if you have that, this will get solved. I mean, you will f easily find investors and so on. The problem is if, if you invest too much in things that are 
that do not make sense. I mean, if you overinvest in sales and your technology doesn't work uh, at all, uh, that's probably not the right priority. So to fund higher growth, you always have to look at the weakest spot in your chain and say, okay, what's what's the weakest link in my chain? What do I need to focus on just to make the next step in in uh, uh, in my venture and in, in my company? That doesn't mean you cannot talk about the next rings in the chain. You can also try selling a product and maybe a little bit oversell it, but just make sure that you also be able to, to develop it. And uh, don't freeze if... Because you, you will always be confronted with uh, with problems. It will never work out as it is in your business plan. So don't freeze on that. Just continue moving on these things that are necessary. And it can be sales, it can be marketing, it can be development. There's no general answer to that. Uh, but just focus on, on, on making progress. I totally agree. Uh, another important thing, I think, is to keep a variable cost model. So uh, don't um, put all your money into fixed costs. Don't try to scale uh, too quickly because those fixed costs are fixed. And uh, definitely at the beginning of startups, it's important to be lean and be able to um, adjust adjust um, to anything and change directions. Um, and if you keep a variable cost model, um, that allows for it. Okay. Uh, I keep hearing the importance of uh, prioritizing um, uh, your to-dos. Um, so about that, how much time do startups need to devote to maintaining relationships with their investors? Oh, there's one very simple answer to that but it's maybe too simple <laughs> uh, as little as possible and as much as needed uh, so but I, I think that's the same for all your stakeholders and one key thing for me uh, it's trust if if stakeholders if your investors trust you then you will not have that many issues with them they know what you're doing if they feel confident that you're open to their uh, remarks and to what what they think you need and so on and so on and they really will help you they will they will go in a helping mode on the other side if you communicate too little and you start losing trust then these guys can really be excuse my words a pain in the ass because then they will if, if they don't trust the, the venture anymore then they will really dive in deep and they, and they will frustrate you and it will be difficult discussions and so on and so on. So, But how do you find the sweet spot though? Because you say like as little time as, as possible and as much as needed, it's like... Yeah, well, I, I think you should focus on your business and your customers. That's, that should be the priority because that makes or breaks uh, the venture. Uh, but on the other hand, you will need financing. So it's, it's very important that your investors uh, trust you and are prepared to invest or to defend your file or your company for future investors or for, for uh, people for the next stage. So that's extremely important. Do we need to devote more time to establishing trusts with investors or uh, do you think we are doing well? Uh, I, I think in general, what I've seen is in general, it works well. In general, the people are honest. Uh, they are a little bit maybe too modest in, in very often. What I see in some cases is if they uh, if they get problems at some point in time, and every startup gets confronted with with problems, that's the case. We tend to be to try to hide them, and that's not the right way. Be open it because you those people would really try to help you if if they know soon enough what's going wrong, they will find a solution as well because their money is in it, and that's building trust. Building trust as such is is more an attitude. It's something you get. You cannot buy it or you cannot you cannot yeah, let's say put pe people under pressure to trust you you just earn it by having an attitude by having a transparency and open communication and by talking about your frustrations your problems the things that are not working 
uh, instead of trying to sell the good news show, show to your investors, uh, that is, in my opinion, one of the key uh, the key things. Peter Jan, uh, how much time does settlement devote to maintaining their uh, relationships with the investors? Um, well, first of all, I think that those um, those arrangements are made before investment, right? So um, you 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 set up maybe a monthly call, biweekly call, whatever it is. Um, those things are generally discussed beforehand. Um, at Settlement, we, of course, have a seed investment from Medici Ventures. And I can tell you that uh, my boss, Roderick, um, he has monthly calls with um, with Patrick and with our local contact person there. Um, another thing I think is truly important is uh, face-to-face. Um, just one month ago, we went to Salt Lake City um, on their invite to do um, a Bitcoin uh, programming course. Um, we, st- we spent a couple of uh, days with them, a couple of hours with them. It's like... Um, yeah, it's really um, it's really about earning trust and over the years um, maintaining a good relation. And um, if, if if you ask how many meetings do you have to plan in, or how many calls you have to schedule, or how many updates you have to give, I think that's something that comes natural. It's just uh, something you feel. It's just a, a relationship, basically. You uh, and um, I think we we do it on a monthly basis, and it works out great. Okay, like a long-distance relationship. Yeah, well, actually, it really is like a long-distance relationship, I think. Okay, beautiful. So my final question, do you guys think you can expand your target markets before raising capital or should it be done right after raising capital? Well, um, what, what I feel is that if you, if you look at um, other market opportunities, so if you want to branch out and if you want to explore new markets, I think if um, you deem it as valuable, you should always do so. Um, try to get the first foot in the door, try to get a local presence. And as soon as you've accomplished those two steps, then go looking for extra seed money. So it's actually, it's a little of both. Um, I would first try it out, dip my toe in the water. And then if you see that the market is for you, your, your product actually brings value to it. And you, you think you can earn a decent percentage of the, of the total cap then go looking for seed money because then you will be able to persuade investors to invest money in your product and not if you have just an idea or just a business plan. Um, it's always good to get a first um, first feel of the market, I think. Okay. Yeah, and in my opinion, and I refer a little bit back to, I think, one of my first answers, um, preparation is already half of the work. So even I think you should always prepare for the next step of your company. But do it on those spots that are really most important, uh, whatever it, it may be. Uh, but even if you don't have the money right now, preparation is already half of the work. You, you can develop the ideas. You can already start, start talking to people before you even hire them. Just build out your network with customers. Try to, to get pilot customers on board, even if you don't have the money to, to buy the material to realize this pilot. But just do it uh, as long as you don't have the funding, because once you will have the funding, it's always good to immediately have the right people on board, have the good ideas, have the right pilot customers, and so on and so on. And, and seeing progress, that's really important. It's all about progress. It's all about uh, moving forward. And again, their preparation is off of the work. So uh, even if you don't have the money, do at least the preparation. Okay, thank you for these valuable answers. And thanks for participating. And have a nice day. Thanks, thank Magali. And again, an inspiring conversation and a big thank you to our listeners. If you have a question for the Started at KBC community you want answered, post it in the comments and we might ask them to our guests in the next episode. 
started at KBC Podcast. This podcast is made possible thanks to our strategic partners, KBC, Telenet, the Kronos Group, Accenture, Mobile Vikings, Flanders DC, Join, IMAC, and the University of Antwerp.